York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. What's going on? This is Jay Ellis from the Nick of Time show here giving you that Knicks talk just in the nick of time. And the Knicks go on another winning streak. You got back to back wins on my Drake stuff because we just beat Toronto 119 to 106. Hold up, first, let's give it up. Let's give it up to the warrior of the night, Julius Randle, who had a bad knee and said, I'm playing. And what did he do? Damn near gave you a triple-double with 20 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists, and only 2 turnovers on the night. Jalen Brunson does Jalen Brunson's things, lights it up from 3, sets up his teammates, and it gives you 22 points, 8 assists, and 5 rebounds. RJ chips in with 15 points, quickly gives you 10 points, but it's those other Villa Nova boys who came to play. Josh Hart, after talking about he didn't know what his role is, he found his role today and gave you 17 points and eight rebounds worth of rolls, all right? And Dante DiVincenzo, the big ragu, gives you 21 points and seven from nine, from three, this man is on fire. He, he, he's shooting 70% from three, he's going crazy right now. The Knicks had 30 assists on the night. The Knicks had 53 points off the bench. And the Knicks, the Knicks are just balling right now. And this is impressive because to me, this is off of a back-to-back -back landing in Toronto at 2 a.m. With like Dexter said yesterday, you gotta go through all these weird customs that nobody wants to go to but the Knicks pushed through and we won. I'm gonna talk about it all. The good, the bad, and the good, because it's not that much bad to talk about, so let's get to it. Shout out to the Latin assassin, the ESPN contributor, Lee Escobedo, my man with the stats and the facts, Ryan G in the building, and yes, Rookie of the Year, Ebony, D1 What's college good? baller. What's good, y'all? <laughs> good, good win, good win. You good, you good, good Ebony? <laughs> yeah, she's good. You good. I, I, I want to start with Ebony. I, I got a question because to me, I felt like everything changed in the third quarter. We started off tied, right? But I noticed the defensive intensity ratcheted up. I seen, I seen Mitch. I seen your boy, Ebony, your boy. I seen Mitch um, closing out on three-point shooters multiple times. I seen Grimes wake up and start to lock up Scotty Barnes a little bit. I, I saw Grimes even go on a little bit of a run. I saw Jalen Brunson give a four-point play, back-to-back uh, -back four-point plays. This man, Jamal Crawford. I, I saw Josh Hart get 15 points in four minutes in the third quarter. Oh, man, these niggas came to play today. I, what, did, what did you think, Ebony, of the third quarter or the game in general? I, I thought um, <clears throat> all, all game we played, like we made the extra pass today. It was just uh, early in the first half. Our defense it was there, but we were uh, two on one a lot of time, guarding the same man, uh, mm. them getting behind us. And yes. every game, again, they get behind us on the main basket. We get like one or two of those every every game. We get, So that's 
stuff we could fix, you know, throughout the season. But I, I like what I see. So I was like, as long as, long as we're, we're playing like a team, the defense, I know we're a defensive team. I believe that really our identity, you know, a team defensive. We're not that, you know, overwhelming, I guess, one-on-one when you mean to locking up somebody one-on-one. We play a great team scheme, mm-hmm. helping with each other and uh, playing towards helps and things things of that nature. But, um, yeah, I, I love what I see. The third quarter, the defense, they started locking up. Yeah. It was nothing. I went to the Raptors' uh, space for a little bit, and they were they were praising our team, y'all. Mm. So for, for all those who, who think the sky's always falling and mm. they were so far, it, the Raptors fans, they was like, they ready to trade their bench for hours. Mm. <laughs> so Hell like, no. Nah, no, I'm good. No. Exactly. <laughs> but I, I love I love the defensive intensity. I love that they definitely did. That was the difference between the game because we got out-assisted, out-rebound, and we still won the, the game. We got out-assisted? How many assists did they have? They yeah. had 33. They moved the ball, too. Woo. Yes, they, they moved the ball, too. So... <laughs> Um, the the difference was they weren't able to hit three pointers at all. Um, right, and with the, what they go six, what is it? Six for thirty two, y'all. Mm. They shot eighteen point eight percent. I know they shot bad, but I ain't know it's that bad. Yeah, it's that bad. I but mean, yeah, if you can't hit the three, you can't beat the Knicks. That's what I think. That, that's so. a fact. That's a fact. Well, the Raptors are the the fourth best assist team on the league. But to your point, Ebony, the Knicks are the fourth best defensive team in the league. So, yeah, there, there you have it. They, so, I mean, we clamped it down when we had to. We played defense when we had to. Um, we cleaned up the offensive rebound. But at the end of the day, we still got that win. Lee, what you thinking, man? How you feeling, man? There's a reason why I haven't gotten too up or too down course of this season. Uh, I said it from a jump. I think we're 50 burgers guaranteed. I think we're going to win between 52 and 53. I think we're going to make the Eastern Conference Finals. So in the course of those expectations, if we lose two in a row, I don't get too shook. We win four in a row, I don't get too shook. This is a team that we should have beat. What I didn't expect was for it to be so lopsided. I mean, we really, this is a team that we've started with because of their size and their length. Uh, They have like four or five guys that all do kind of the same things Mm -hmm. and are able to operate in every area of the floor and give you fits on defense. And we we really like had the foot on the gas for the entire game, so it was great for us to be have a matchup that is usually considered detrimental for us because of how Brunson has struggled in size in the past. We didn't see that tonight. He was unbelievable. Let me tell you right now, man, we got a superstar on this team. Uh, I'm willing to debate anyone, anywhere, anytime about Jalen Brunson being a superstar. He is, and the fans should be lucky and thankful we got one because he's not just a superstar in the first quarter; he's a superstar in the fourth. I said it all last year. I did not say it this year yet. And I'm tripping. It's a bro for me for not saying it this Bruh. year. For all last year, I keep saying future all-star Jalen Brunson. That man is a baller. He's an automatic bucket. I said yep. it on Twitter. I get surprised when he doesn't make shots anymore. And the way he's shooting the three ball right now, it's freaking unbelievable. It's it's unbelievable. And there was a part, like in the playoffs, I was hoping that he can play a little bit off ball more. And we started doing that with Julius Randle a little bit more this season. And now he's not, now we didn't catch and shoot threes on top of hitting this ridiculously high percentage in pull-up threes. I think it's, I'm going off memory. I think it's 44% on pull-up threes. 
for for Jalen Brunson and 41% on flip threes for Emmanuel quickly. He, and the passing is it's coming along. I'm starting to see more eight assist games coming back to back to back. Uh, it, it's all coming along. I, I, he, he's moving in the right the right direction. Jalen Brunson is, is amazing, man. I, that, that dude is incredible, dude. Like, I hope you guys are really appreciating what we have right now because we've been starving for this type of shot making on this team for years since Melo left, you know. It's, it's ridiculous to me. They don't, Jay. T -t Twitter doesn't appreciate it. There's so many bum-ass voices, loud voices that run spaces and that have their own podcasts that say the most asinine crap on a day on a night-to-night -night basis about how miserable this team is, how Leon Rose is a bum, how Tom Thibodeau is, is a penguin. Like, come on, man. Like, listen, these people have flaws because they're human beings. Leon Rose has no experience as a front office GM. Tibbs has had some rough starts in Minnesota, some bad years in Chicago, some bad years in New York. Overall, this organization, for the first time under Dolan, runs with competence. Dolan is in the background. When he needs to sue, he sues. But for the most part, he lets the people who he hired do their job, and that hasn't been the case in the, in, in the past. But you couldn't tell by hopping on Nick's Twitter. You either have people on their knees waiting for their Nets turn to the in the intern line and go in there and, and blow off James Dolan, or you got some bum-ass and negative haters talking about R.J. Barrett's crap, Quentin Grimes, the bum, Mitch Robinson. We need someone who can shoot a three. Joyce Randall's like insane. But this is the best team I've ever seen in my entire life. This team is I'm not incredible. saying this team is a championship team yet because they're not. But this team to make the finals, they might lose in four, they might lose in five, they didn't make the finals because the AC last night time last I checked, a play-in team went to the finals last year. Why not us? Why not, Why not us? us? And you know what I'm realizing too? Sometimes there's something called a loud minority. And I'm even guilty. So it's sometimes like the five or ten people are so rancid and hate hateful, you think that's everybody, and then you do a poll. And then you realize it's like 10 people. <laughs> and bums at that. Yeah. So, you know, because you, you, you see that, and then you look around and then you see people rocking Brunson shirts and Brunson jerseys. So I, I, I feel like um, the majority, the, the, the cheering fans are appreciating what Jalen Brunson is, is bringing. And y'all should because we haven't had this type of production from the point guard spot. Um, in a very long time, very long time. Walls and all, walls yep. and all. Yeah, Ryan G, man, what you got? Um, <clears throat> well, Lee definitely went on the tangent that I was gonna go on, so I'm just gonna add. <laughs> Keep it going, bro. It. Keep it going. <laughs> but um, yeah, this to me, this was a big win tonight. Not in the sense of the Raptors being a great team this season, because the Raptors are nine and eleven but a great win in the sense of this is a team that the Knicks traditionally struggle with yes. last season. The Raptors took three or four from the Knicks. So seeing the Knicks go into Toronto with less side than they had last season and to beat up on the Raptors like they did tonight. Very good point. To me, that's a big win, especially coming off of a back-to-back, -back, like you said earlier, Jay, where they had to go into Toronto, go into Canada, go through customs, come in, come in late at night and have to prepare for a game the next day and win like this. This is a great win for the Knicks tonight. And I think for me, the major X factor tonight was Josh Hart in that third quarter. Because yeah. when Josh Hart went on that scoring run in the third quarter, I think he scored 15 points. 15 points in the, in the third quarter. In, yes. in the third quarter, that pretty much sealed the game for the Knicks right there. The Knicks were able to go on a run 
and pretty much hold the Raptors at bay from that point on later on to, to later on in the game and when they were able to win. And this is what I wanted to point out because I am tired of Knicks fans acting like this team is 7-12 and 12 and there has to be a major change to be made for the Knicks to get back to winning ways. This team is 12 and seven. And the, and the fact that, and the fact that like on top of that, they don't like to acknowledge that there's growth in our coach. You know, they have such, they're so stuck in their ways and, and they're always stuck on trying to find something to fill their narratives. They fail to point out the positives of this team. Like if you've noticed in the past, Thibs had his set rotations. Thibs was unable. Thibs was unwilling to change them. He had his he had his set starting lineup. He had his set he had his set rotations in the fourth quarter where he put all his starters back there. No matter who's playing well, if if a bench player is playing well, he would put them on the bench and go back with his starters, even if the starters are playing bad. If you look at if you look at the Knicks rotations this season, Thibs does not stick to a Thibs does not does not stick to a solid fourth quarter closing lineup. Thibs goes by who's playing hot at the moment. Like tonight, he closed out with Josh Hart, who was playing well from that third quarter. He closed out with Dante DiVincenzo, who was hot from three, along with Brunson, Randall, and Mitch. Other times this season, Thibs closed out with quickly in the lineup. At other times this season, he went to RJ Barrett. And the fact that he changed up his closing lineups based on who's hot to close out games I don't know why so many people are clamoring for Grimes to be for Grimes to be sat on the bench and replacing the starting lineup for another player. It's like, what does that really do when this season Thibs is going with the right closing lineups to end games? You would think that the closing lineups to end games would be more important than who starts in uh, more important than who starts. Changing a start is not going to change anything. It's not going to be no major difference. What matters is who closes the damn games. And the team is 12 and 7 right now. There's no reason to be on some, there has to be some major change made. Nah, the team is playing well at the moment. Shut your ass up and enjoy the ride. <laughs> <laughs> it's contagious. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're right. I mean, listen, Grimes played 15 minutes the other game. He started. He played 15. He, he's giving them the Alfred Payment team treatment right now. He's, he's giving the Alfred Payton treatment. For guys who don't know what the Alfred Payton treatment is, uh, back in the day when Alfred Payton was was um, starting and we were talking about the Knicks, he would start Alfred Payton and then bench him later. And that's kind of what's happening with Grimes. Uh, and, he's, and to Ryan's point, he is playing who's hot. And the big ragu has been a flamethrower, all right? <laughs> the big ragu is not playing games. 21 points. I don't even know what this number is. I don't even know what this... What? Seven... Seven to ten? Okay, I, I feel like... Shout out, shout out to my guy. He got the numbers a little bit messed up. It's okay. But seven to ten <laughs> field goal percentage. He's at 70% from three. Dante DiVincenzo. Um, and needless to say, he's extremely comfortable right more comfortable than he was at the beginning of the season, offensively and defensively. And I'm, I'm noticing like a stark difference. I, I feel like they're, they're looking for him. I feel like you want to say something. 
Uh, definitely, I feel a difference between the um, you know, the amount of touches. Uh, between if you're talking about the De- uh Dante and Grimes, yeah, yeah, um, Grimes got one shot the whole half, I believe it was. He t- he went oh for one. Mm-hmm. And how many? How much did he get at the end? Uh, yeah, four points and one for three, oh for two. Yeah, everybody be noticing. <laughs> huh? Me and Abby be noticing the same. I'm I'm looking I'm looking at the way they look for Dante versus the way they look for Grimes. Like I noticed there was a play where Dimes was like kind of open and then Brunson yes. dribbled and then looked his way. And then give it to Randall. It was a play where Randall. It was a play that Randall did the same. Um so but I get it. He's not hitting shots, but I, I don't know. I, you just to to see the, the the timeline, like when you're on social media, how it's, it's it's switched on him. Like people have really short memories, like huge short memories. Got to remember that a lot of people didn't even want RJ here. You got to remember that people were talking about trading Mitch for everybody and anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to remember that that quickly started off slow, and people were dogging him so much that he was blocking folks. So it's not the first young person to struggle it's early in the season this could really just be a slump yeah now if it's not and it continues then we'll talk about it but right now as of right now this is just a slump it could be really a slump he was uh getting his rhythm before the injury you know and now it's back back to i guess trying to find it again in his confidence so yeah killing the kid i know they're like oh you can't coddle him i know on, on the flip side you know rj they was talking about he's only 21, you know, he's only 22 and things of that nature. So everybody has, has gotten a little grace from certain people. You know, it's, it's nothing new. Mm-hmm. Um, so I totally, I definitely agree with everything Ryan was saying. And Lee, uh, it's definitely not who starts, it's who finishes. When you have a team is any like this, any given night, somebody else can go off. Mm-hmm. So it could be it could be IQ, it could be Dante, it could be Josh Hart, it could be all of them. Some games, but it it, it this is what having a team does. It gives you where you don't have to do it all. Josh Hart had 15 points straight, y'all. It's yo, it, it just takes. Sometimes it just takes one game to switch it off, man. Because we were everybody was talking about Josh Hart for about a month. Mm-hmm. A month. Why do we, you know? Why do we give him the money? Da, 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 da. Now, now it's like he he talks about himself, and now he's starting to get going. They like, oh wait, this is the Josh Hart that we saw when we first signed him. Like things can change in an instant. It's a it's a long season. It is a long season. It can change for Grimes. It can change for anybody on this roster. Uh, so we we got. I'm still behind Grimes, but at the same time. I'm enjoying the big rat group, all right? <laughs> it doesn't have to be a competition, right? Just enjoy both of your players. They play on your favorite team, supposedly. Enjoy them. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying how it feels to have, you know, Randall be double teamed or Brunson be double teamed and we able to kick it out for an open three and then the other team is just scared shitless. <laughs> like... I'm not used to being on that side of the basketball team. I'm used to being on the other side where we're I'm scram- we're like, oh scramble there. I'm not used to seeing Dante go seven for ten for three and then look over the other side and see my lead point guard 
going like six or seven from three. I'm not used to seeing that. This is this is a whole new era of Knicks. Let's tip Tibbs credit for integrating him into the offense pretty smooth and efficiently. It was a lot better integration than what we saw from Isaiah Hardenstein uh, when we signed him. It took about a full three quarters of a season for him to really get his stride going. Bedra Drew is flamethrower from the dip. Tibbs is giving him the the, the the full leash to go out there and light it up at the hottest at the hand is hot. And I made a tweet. I didn't surprise it so much love because my tweets don't really get too much love. I just people even think I'm either too hateful to people bums all the time or my <laughs> taste of trash. But I said that that Dante DiVincenzo is who we wanted Evan Fournier to be. And I mean, I was stoned on my couch for 20 times. And I just that thought mm. came, came to me. And I was like, damn, <laughs> my boy's putting the ball on the floor, getting to the hoop, finally finishing around the rim, the pull up from three. He is probably the most talented and diverse three-point shooter we have on the team. Side step, step back, catch yeah. and shoot, pull up. He's got the he has, he has a whole arsenal of three-point shots. And for some he feel I feel like every time we need a three to put the foot on the neck, it comes from the big ride drew. Like D DiVincenzo is so great at just keeping the foot on the gas and crushing these buns, man. I love it. We're really beating the bad teams and blowing out the really bad teams, but he's a big part of that. It's him and Hart off the bench. Yo, it's neck and neck. It's neck and neck to me who's the best three-point shooter is because he's def he's definitely the best catch and shoot three-point shooter on the team. With the it's Without funny question. because he shoots it fast, but he doesn't shoot it fast at the same time. Like I don't even know how to explain it. Like it's when Grimes shoots it, he's rushing. But when when Rag the big Ragu shoots it, he shoots it fast, but he doesn't feel like he's rushing. He's, he looks relaxed. And I don't know, it makes all the world a difference, but he he's doing really well. He's shooting the hell out of that ball. Mm. Ryan, you have anything uh, to say? Or, or Ebony? I feel like. Yeah. Um, I, I when everybody when we got Josh Hart, I had jokingly told on a I think it was recap space one time. I had said that uh I was next we're gonna go get Dante, you know, just playing around because I know those type of plays will fit in any system. Like, those are the type of plays that you can plug in any system. So when people talk about who we're going to trade if we ever make moves, if we ever have to make that move, those two players are not pe players that teams will be like, no, I don't want. You hear about how Eric Spolstra speaks about Josh Hart. You know, um, he said he didn't want to like him, you know, and, and, and it, it didn't happen. He said he loves the guy. Because as on the, on the court, they're just hard workers. That's all they're going to give you. And when you do that, um, good things happen. Yeah, I think I, I thought I talked about it on an, another part. I said uh, that when Josh Hart doesn't, when he doesn't hesitate, good things happen. Yeah. Uh, when he's not in his head, good things happen. Um, so that when he's not doing that little pump fake or pump, you know, <laughs> fake pass, you know, when, yeah, when he's not. No, they want you to shoot it, Josh, so they're not going for it. But now yeah. that he, he's um hit, and if he consistently does that, then it can it can open up the lane for him to do what he wants, which is drive to the basket. Mm -hmm. But yeah, uh, like we mentioned, but Dante, um, yeah, I wanted him from from the get go. I was part of the people like, yo, y'all gonna love him. I was a, uh, you're gonna yes, love him. Watch before the end of the season, you're going to love him because he's just Josh Hart with the three point shot. Yeah, but now Josh Hart is Josh Hart with three point shot. Yeah, with three Go point ahead, Rodney. <laughs> yeah, I, yes. I just I just want to add like two two quick things right quick. 
Number one, I want to big up Pix for, Pix for Timmy in the chat because he made a comment earlier, which was pretty hilarious. And I wanted to point it out because, you know, we're, we're here talking about Josh Hart. And remember how, you know, Josh Hart was saying how, you know, he doesn't really feel he doesn't really feel integrated in the offense and things like that. So apparently Josh Hart was hearing all the cries from Nick's Twitter and blah, blah, blah. And my man said that Josh Hart doubled up on the breast milk. For this game, yeah, that's why he came out and scored 50 straight points in the third quarter. Uh. <laughs> and and number two, the Knicks right now are 12 and 7. I'm going off a of memory right now. I'm not, I don't have the stats in front of me. But since Tibbs has been coached for but since Tibbs have came has become coach of the Knicks, I think this is the best start the Knicks have had under Tibbs this early in the season. It is. I, I want to. I, I think I'm right on this. I, I, I don't. I have. I don't have the stats in front of me, but I think this is the best start under Tibbs the Knicks have had since he's been coach. I don't even have to look at the. I don't even have to look. Yeah, and it's it. It is. We, right. we, we started slow. But, but, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, people are still mad though. That's that's what that's what I'm trying but, to say. Like you can't please people. I got one thing I'm mad about with with Tibbs that I, I wish he would stop doing. <clears throat> Excuse me. Is the written script kind of thing. That he that it seems like when RJ is cooking, it doesn't matter. He still takes him in the middle of while he's cooking, and then it doesn't seem like RJ picks it back up lately. So, uh, I, I that's one thing I just wish he maybe maybe just let him stay until, you know, if the wheel fall off kind of thing, mm -hmm. instead of in the middle of of his streak. That's it. That's all. But yeah. other than that, I see the growth in tips definitely. Yeah. Let's go. There was a point. RJ scored the, the first seven points in the first quarter, um, and then he took him out to put him back, you know, so he can play with the second unit like he usually does. Got a little bit nervous because at that time, Randall didn't really start to have it going yet. But um, Randall actually, you gotta give Randall some love, man. Come on, come on, gotta give yes. Randall some love. Oh yeah, you do. Come on, like. This dude frustrates you to, to, to no end. But then, you know, he has a bad knee and gives you a, a triple-double, just about. He's one assist away from a triple-double. 20 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists. The mid-range looks super automatic all of a sudden. It's crazy because he could not hit anything in the paint for the first month. And now it's mid-range simple. Central turnaround, it's like automatic at this point. Yep. And I know Ebony, I was, you know me, Ebony, you looking for the foot kick. He's he's not even doing the foot kick anymore. He's just he's just splashing. He changes technique every week. I don't know if that's the reason why his, his things be up and down. <laughs> but whatever do whatever technique he's using this week is working. So and a lot of reason why Josh Hart had those fifteen points in that third quarter was because Randall was looking for him and found him. So uh, I'm just gonna give Randall his props, even though defensively, he has he had, you know, it wasn't all the way the best. But luckily, we had Grimes and Mitchell Robinson to clean it up for us, <laughs> and also Jalen Brunson to take some charges too. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm definitely not gonna say I'm part of a joyous Randall hive, but I have this season decided to back him during the good and the bad. Because I think overall, when he's hot, he makes us almost an unbeatable team. And tonight he showed some. He showed the playmaking that I was talking about last season. Yeah. That never really like <laughs> reared its head as much as I wanted it to. But tonight, man, when when he again, Chris Weber, when he doesn't think too much of a shot, and he's more of a read and react, a true read and react, not that not the Tibbs level, 
but at in, in actuality, in real time, man, he made some super good passes. Especially yeah. when in the game to Mitch, that I was like, yeah. run that play that was 15 incredible. times a game. 15 times. I want Mitch and iHeart catching that pass. That is like because the, the level of of attraction that Randall gets when he drives to the hoop, it has to be one of the highest in the NBA because people know that within 15 feet, that's where he operates the best. That's where he that's when he's the most inefficient and dominating. And man, when he's able to find Mitch once he pulls his defender away, that's guaranteed too. Like the bunnies that Mitch has, he's not getting stopped when he jumps in the air. You might you might foul him, but there's no way it's gonna be zero points on that attempt. So like Randall. Shout out, man. You were really solid in terms of your quickness and responses to your open teammates, and you found them, and you're leading a team in assists. Those are all major positives for me. Yeah, Randall's, Randall's playing well. I haven't heard any crazy Randall takes recently. But, you know, we and got stay, the Bucks on Tuesday, so hold that thought. What did you guys say? State, <laughs> I, I think a lot of negative in its Twitter gets lumped together. State is not those bums like CP, the artist, and Fat J from Florida. I'm going to say <laughs> Those guys are bums. Their tates are ass. Put me on the record. I'm here, I, and I'll stand by it. That, that is not State. State from Harlem has some brilliant observations from time to time. I love his RJ love. And let me tell you about that guy. He was shouting out Randall as Lamar Odom, and I saw the same thing. I thought about that old Lakers team when they had Gasol and Bynum and Fisher and Kobe. Odom, man, Odom was at point forward when Randall's in point forward and he's efficient. Damn, that's that next level of Nets ceiling. He takes us to a whole nother level. It's that third option facilitator. Shout out to State. State, And he's be flat out telling me, telling me now. Because I I do notice he has some great takes. I thought I realized he just be trolling. He be trolling. He's He's great at it. I don't think he he doesn't mean. I don't think he means half of the crazy stuff he says. He just be trolling. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out State man. The what the what thing I do like about State though is when like, like the thing I like about State is, I think he I think for the most part he is fair about his comparisons and even though and even if he likes the player, he will call that player out. If they're playing bad, because often, because there are sometimes where, because I know he loves RJ Barrett, and there's sometimes where RJ Barrett is playing bad, he, and he compares to Ruben, to Ruben Patterson. So I'm like, yo, you know, there's times when, <laughs> you know, there's times when you know, <laughs> he's definitely fair in his assessments, and that's what I do like about Stan. And then he adds some comedy behind it. Yeah, yeah. And Loki, he was on KOT mad early, like, like early, like he wasn't even on YouTube yet. So shut up. <laughs> wow. Amazing. Yeah, he was on. We had to get him on the show, bro. Huh? I said, we had to get him on the show. I love State. <laughs> stay, 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 Comedy, yeah. bro. No one uses gifts and memes and, and Marvel <laughs> characters better than him. <laughs> Yo, Boston was was up there with him, but I, I feel like Boston hasn't done it in a while. But Boston was my other guy, the gift guy. He, he was like the gift god for a second. <laughs> but uh-huh. salute to the chat, man. Shout out to Pix for Timmy Alexander, uh, Robert Rivera Jr. Everybody rocking with the show. Uh, I saw somebody else. I saw who, who's your girl, Pamela. Pamela be in the chat. I saw Pamela. I saw I saw Glamour Nicks in the chat. Gant Gamer Channel. Be day one. He be here. Shout out to everybody. Be holding us down and enjoying the show. Also, oh, shout out to Craig. Craig Ward, I see you. Um, if you actually want to talk, there is a Discord link pinned to the top. If you have anything you want to say. Um, I'll be forgetting this, to mention that at the top of the show, but you actually can talk to us and give us your thoughts on Ryan, the game as well. I wanted to, okay, Lee, sorry. Ryan, do you see Sherwin? 
<laughs> Randall had great. You know, I don't see Sherwin. Y'all see Sherwin? Where's Sherwin? Where's that hate coming from? I don't see it. No, 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 no Sherwin, no Salmon, none of them tonight. Um, well, Randall, this is this is the Randall I asked for since he got here. Um, just the sprinkling and have a jump shot. He's limiting his three-point. I think he didn't take his, his second three-point or, or third until like a uh, third quarter or so. So um, he's living, like you said, in that mid-range. And, and, you know, Siakam is a good defender, and he made him look little a couple times and, and, and frail. He, he made him look real frail a couple plays. Like, get off me. Um, So I like that. That wears players down. You know, now you got to play me. On, you got to do it on both ends. And we're going to be physical on defense and offense. And uh, that'll wear a team down. And a lot, a lot of teams are not built like us. They don't have somebody to fill in. Uh, so you wear, you know, putting that type of pressure on a team, you know, they're gonna fold. Nah. And, and add and add the assist to that. Yeah, definitely, you're gonna fold. Yeah, absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I heard some people chattering though. I heard some people chatter about Ananobi. I'm like, yo, okay. I I want to address this. I I want I want to ask you guys. Because Ananobi usually averages around 15 points a game. Didn't have a good game today, obviously. We held him to way under his average. Um, it didn't change my mind about Ananobi. If Ananobi was ever available, I would definitely bring him here. Uh, but what do you guys think about Ananobi? Uh, I don't, I don't want to. Oh yeah, yeah. I go first though, cause y'all probably already knew that. Eerie, every other one. Nobody does not in a Nick uniform. <laughs> I'm good. I told you I'm on my Kanye. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. What about you, um, Ryan G? <laughs> yeah. Um, my fault. Still under the weather, so I, had, so I just had like a whole coffee episode. But um. Oh man. Yeah, with OG. Um. <laughs> excuse me. Um. Well, I mean, tonight against the Knicks, he wasn't impressive. He definitely played um bad. So that's definitely a stain on him overall. Um, I do I do still think the Knicks need a wing type player in that type of mold, you know, a six, seven, six, eight guy who's long, can guard multiple positions, can shoot the three, and hopefully have some playmaking, you know, abilities as well. Um Am I against going after OG Ananobi? No. Um, I If the right trade comes along, I would still accept him on the team because I still think he fits that mold, but I'm not giving up a lot for him. You know, if the Raptors are going to want, like, two first-round picks plus players, like, no, I'm not going to make that trade. But if the price is cheap enough, it is a player that I would take a flyer on to add to the team. Just to add that size in the way that I think the Knicks need. I already know Lee's what Lee thinks, but I'm gonna just actually just just for everybody else knows what Lee thinks. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm into it. I don't have a lot of interest in just him, like a package of pits and players for OG. I loved the Bleacher Report one we talked about with George on his pod is my favorite Knicks hypothetical realistic trade I've ever seen it in my entire fandom. They had the Knicks acquiring OG uh, Moody from Golden State and Gary Payton Jr. from Golden State. That is like an, that package of three players into our rotation. Like I said, there it makes us a dynasty. 
not not <laughs> not afraid to stand on it with two feet. Um, but yeah, just OG. Mm, yeah, I mean, I would do it. if it's like Grimes and and a pick, but no overpay, no more than two picks. If it is two picks, we added additional good players, like a Gary Trent or somebody back in that. Um, and you have to choose one, either like one young player or two picks. It, it can't be both if it's just going to be an OG trade. But I think he he what he brings. 14 points, 40% from three, that can be that can slide in immediately at the three, and he can maintain those averages, I think. Yeah, he he ranks out as one of the best defensive wings in the NBA. I think he might be like top two. I haven't looked at the number. I'm pretty sure Ebony knows the number. I feel like Ebony was talking about it yesterday. What's the number? What? About the, the OG? about um the top defensive rated players in the NBA. We, saw, we were talking oh, yeah. about that yesterday. We were talking about how the Timberwolves had the six Timberwolves players had, in that top. Yeah, that's OD. I didn't expect yeah. to see Kyle. I know it's random, but I didn't expect to see Kyle Anderson up there, but he up yeah. there. But OG is also up there. Is what yeah, he's saying. up there. I'm not sure. To, I'll look up the, um, the, the list. For <clears throat> Jay, uh, I don't know if you know this, but when OG, when, how do you say bum in Serbian? Because that, that Toronto Raptors yeah. coach is, Man, my, my guy's ass. He was trying to replicate that. Let me run OG with four bench guys the same way Tibbs does. That group was a negative 10 tonight, mm. by the way. So OG is not RJ. OG is not RJ, but he does shoot 42% from three. And is he's a top wing. He can defend uh, other wings. And if you hear the Raptors talk about him, they... They feel lost without him. When he's the only thing is injuries. So like when he's injured, they fall apart. Raptors fall apart more so than what they fall apart. More more so than usual. You know what I mean? I wasn't so, so impressed with OG. I really wasn't. I really wasn't so impressed. I get and and doesn't he want a bigger role and more money? So I don't. I don't. That's the thing. I don't see a bigger role for him. I see exactly what he's doing in Toronto, being the role in New York. Yeah, I nah, agree. I feel you. I don't see a bigger role for him at all. Definitely not. <laughs> Agreed. Definitely not here. If he wants a big role, then I don't know. I don't know about that. But the role he's in when he's playing three, when he's a, D, a three and D guy, I'm definitely for that. For sure. For sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I want to talk about something else that hit the news. If and if anybody else wants in the chat wants to chime in, you're welcome to do so. The link is pinned to the top of the chat. Um, but I want to talk about uh, DeMar DeRozan? It's kind of been reported that uh, the Miami Heat and the New York Knicks are pre- are preferred trade destinations for DeMar DeRozan per Sam Amick. Take that, Kevin Durant, who says Knicks aren't cool. All right. Somebody wants to come here. Look at that. All right. <laughs> and it's inter- I want to get your thoughts on it. I have my own thoughts. I felt like Knicks were really pulling to have the Rosen here like a couple of years ago. I wasn't really with it. And even when he was balling with, with the Bulls, I felt like he was a better fit with the Bulls than he was with, with us. But um, now that the Bulls are about to blow it up, DeMar wants to come to the Knicks or Miami. How do you guys feel about that? I'll start with Ryan G. Um. I don't think he's a fit at this moment in time for the Knicks. I think the Knicks need to go for a guy that's going to space the floor. Like I said on the wing, like a guy that can go in multiple positions, space the floor, also be able to 
add a little bit of playmaking as well to the Knicks. Um, DeMar DeRozan only fits a few of those. Like, DeMar DeRozan will give you playmaking, but when it comes to spacing the floor, he doesn't he doesn't do that well because he's not really a prolific three point shooter. And also on top of that, he's not really a guy that you would you would say can guard multiple positions as well. So I think from that standpoint, like DeRose is a very good player, don't get me wrong. He's a great player. And when he operates in his areas, he's nearly unstoppable. But I just don't think that that's the type of player that Nick should be going for at the moment. So it to me, I see it as a turning point of some sorts. Like, you know, it's great to see that a that a player of his stature in the league actually would consider coming to the Knicks. If true, like I see that as a turning point for the Knicks where mm-hmm. there might be more players in the future of a stature that, that, you know, that'll be like, you know what? I want out of a situation. I want to come to the Knicks. So I see that as a positive, but All as right. for DeRozan, the player actually coming to the Knicks and contributing, like I don't really see him as the type of player that, that the Knicks need at this moment. What about you, Lee? Jay, Jay, I feel like me and you agree completely on this situation. It's a bit of hell no for me. He's 34. He's posting a career-worst defensive rating. They believe it's at around 118. Uh, so, I mean, that's a, tra- that's a traffic cone zone area. Uh, we don't need to add that. Again, him, Brunson, Randall, RJ, they all operate in the same spots on the floor. You know, they're, they're all operating, starting catching the ball at the elbow and then making their move downhill or doing a turnaround or some ISO move. So we don't need more crowding in the front court. It doesn't make sense. Also, he is a closer, but we got one in Brunson. And closing is probably one of the best things that DeRozan gives you. So he would give you another option there. But it's like the same spots that he wants to, to play and choose from, that's where Brunson is too. So uh, let's pass on that and um, keep our chips and hold on till we get a bigger fish. Yeah. Yo, I'm I'm looking at his numbers now. Actually, not I don't I don't want him, uh, but there's certain things I'm seeing that I didn't expect. I'm gonna say, because looking, first of all, he's been a mid range assassin his whole career. Right now, he is shooting below average in the mid range, which is one of those things that make you go, <laughs> hmm, like what's that about? He's shooting below average, like. 35th percentile in all mid. Long mid, which is like his bread and butter. He's shooting a little bit of a low average. And then you're looking at the three. He's shooting 43% from the corner three, which is interesting. Hmm. Very interesting. Um, weird year for DeMar DeRozan. But um, it's funny. Jalen Brunson's... Like if Jalen Brunson and, and RJ Barrett, though Jalen Brunson is for 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 sure real. If RJ Barrett can shoot threes as well, I'm less concerned about that. But the defense is to me is still the big swing factor for anybody that comes here. Every everybody we talk about, I go, how does he look next to Jalen Brunson? Can he defend when Jalen Brunson can't defend? Like, can he pick up? Uh, can he like pick up? Can he be a good team defender and a good point of attack defender? Because that's what we need. We need point of attack defense next to Jalen Brunson. For any, so anybody that I want here has to be good at point of attack defense. That's just how I see it. All right, but that's a no for me, dog. Like we said, yeah, right now, uh, yeah. it's it's a it's a no, no. That time has passed. Uh, the time where it might have it might have been like okay, cool. 
that's not it. We like you know uh, everybody's mentioned. We have three players that play in this spot that he. That's his strength. I can hear hear Clyde. The space in the Knicks tonight is ghastly. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear it. Love it. You know, so no, I'm good. That it's just going. We complain about spacing now. What? Right. What? So no, no, no. It it it, look, it look, might look good on paper, but no, no. And touches. oh, wait, wait, real quick. Uh, surprisingly, guess who's number one in defensive rating player? Why? You never guess. Well, on the Knicks? No, a period in the league. Because okay. I, I looked at the list. It's who? The updated. Kyle Anderson. What? Yes. Oh. oh, wow. Kyle Anderson. And second is Patrick Beverly. This the advanced leader stats in defensive rating. Oh, yes. wow. Patrick Good Beverly over here uh, causing havoc, huh? Not bad. <laughs> The guy who Russell Westbrook said run around like a headless chicken at times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he has a purpose. He's shutting people down. You can't explain it. Yeah. In the top 10, though, Obi's, hold on. Um, he's not in a, me. I said Obi. OG. Oh, I about to, to say, I was like, Obi's in the top 10. definitely not top 10. Definitely not top 10. Nah, because I just read that Obi got number one in pace. Like, I just saw it, so it was on my mind. My bad. Oh, uh, well, that makes yeah. sense. Number one in pace makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, OG, I'm talking about. Yeah. OG. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see him. I'm oh, you did not see him on the list? Not on top 10. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I, feel like I, saw, I feel like I saw him on the list, like. Two weeks ago. Uh-huh. I'll check again. Yeah, you know the update because now it's only like five people there, I think. Got you. Got you. Five players on Minnesota up there. Got you. Yeah, Minnesota, Minnesota, Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. All right. Good, <laughs> good to know. Good to know. I don't know if there's anything else that you guys want to talk about. Anything else that's on your mind? Um. Yes, I do. Really. Josh Hart is really... New York, New York, big city of dreams. <laughs> Coming, coming, coming straight out, out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. Every, every.